Hi there, and welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Jamie Hampton, and I'm really excited to be here with uh, with friend, virtual friend, and now we get to see each other face-to-face, um, recent author and um, prayer journaler and member of our Praying Christian Women community, Elian Smith. Elian, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, this has been a long time coming. We've been kind of back and forth about wanting, I just, I loved her testimony about how God um, really used prayer journaling to deepen her prayer life, her spiritual life, her walk with God. So that's what we're mainly going to talk about. But um, she's also recently become, is it first time author? Was this your first book? My first book that I actually published, I wrote little ones in my house, but not Nothing so, that I can hit submit to the publish to the world. First time published author, and it's a really relevant topic. So we're going to save that for later on in the show, but I am really, really think a lot of people will resonate with that topic. Um, so before we get started, we like to ask all of our guests, what is your favorite prayer closet? Where do you love to go to feel close to God? Um, sometimes it's just the shower. But That's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's usually where I go, where I just let all the tears just kind of go down the drain. Mm-hmm. Um, where mostly it's where all my, I guess my frustrations mostly go in there. Um, and it's kind of like, I don't know if it's spiritual, but, you know, wash away all the tears and never see those again. So, mm-hmm. um, but I have, diff- wherever I may be, sometimes in the car, um, if I'm by myself, sometimes that's but I really don't have a specific, we've been moving so many places, we've moved in the last three years, no, four years, probably like three times, so I'm still trying to find where I feel the most, but the shower will always be there. I know, that's it for me, the shower and the car, and especially mm-hmm. when you have smaller children, the car and the shower are places where if you're alone in the car, um, and hopefully alone in the shower, you can kind of, you know, take that time. Sometimes they follow you in there, but yeah, but I joke around that even the toilet is not sacred because they just bust right in. So Mm -hmm. or they can stick their fingers under the door. (laughs) Yeah. I had that with both of my kids when they were younger. Yes. Well, my kids, so my kids are 14, nine and six and the six and nine year old will still like slide stuff under the door. Mm-hmm. Like yep. little pieces of paper, like whether it's yep. things they've drawn or notes or messages, because yep. I yep. actually will sometimes go in there. There have been times when I haven't even had to go to the bathroom and I just needed a few minutes alone mm-hmm. and yep. I'll go into the bathroom and I'll sit there and I'll lock the door and I feel, yep. I hear the rattle and then yep. something will slide under the door. It's actually yep. pretty cute. year old does the same thing. I forgot. We both have the same age children. That's have right. A 14 year old and a nine year old. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, what is, um, I guess let's get started with just kind of talking about your, um, your prayer journaling journey. So tell us about just, I guess your faith journey and just when you became a believer and, and then kind of get into when that prayer journaling started. Well, that's tough. Cause I was a, pa- I'm a pastor's daughter. Yeah. So I was raised in the church. Um, but I think it was when I was about four or five years old, when I really, when I told my mom that I said the Jesus into my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I rededicated when I was probably about 14 years old in youth camp where I finally understood what a relationship with Christ really was versus just, you know, praying and doing, you know, the, what you don't do for church and, and, you know, that type of stuff and witnessing, but to actually have a relationship was until I was about 14 years old when I was in youth camp. 
And then when I was 15, I went on my first missions trip where I actually met my now husband. Um, so that's another story in itself. But um, I felt God calling me to missions. Um, soon after that, I went to several missions trips after that. And I just felt like God was just leading me to have a heart for people. And um, then I went to college. I went to a Christian university, Lee University in Tennessee. And there, my faith was even stronger. Um, my heart for God was even stronger there. As far as my prayer journaling, I started it without knowing it was called a prayer journaling. I didn't even know. I actually thought I invented it um, when I was probably about maybe 14, 15, when um, I started going on my mission trips. And I would start writing Dear Journal on my, um, you know, I was everybody like, oh, journaling. So I used to start Dear Journal. And one day I thought to myself, well, journals don't really answer back. They don't really listen, so I'm going to change it to Dear God or Dear Lord. So depending on my situation, I would say Dear God, Dear Lord, Dear Jesus. And I noticed that the more I wrote my frustrations or my thoughts or my feelings, sometimes God would reveal certain things to me through that, and I would write those things down as I was listening. Um, it's been, I did that consistently through my high school years. Went through college. I did some whenever I was going through tough times. Um, let's see. I still did it even as an adult and as married. Um, I kind of stopped after a while just because of life with children. And, you know, you're so exhausted at the end of the day. Last thing you want to do is write. But my prayer life has always been consistent as far as I pray every morning, pray every afternoon. The moment I get a chance to pray, I pray. But I notice whenever I write things down, I feel closer. So that was pretty interesting that um, that I've noticed the difference after when I don't write in my journal versus when I just pray out loud. Although there is, I do feel there is a time for every type of prayer. And um, but for me, um, when I need when I need it the most, the prayer journaling is what helps um, soothe my soul and give me rest when I'm uh, when I'm feeling um, I don't know alone, uncertain, and sometimes confused with everything going on in the world. And yeah, so um, I did make a commitment after my birthday that I was gonna try to see for the whole year to be consistent every day, restart my prayer journaling. Um, so I've been doing that and I've actually already noticed a difference in my with peace in my life. And I just think, I just think if you are have a heart for writing, that is one way to um, get your feelings and another way of witnessing or worshiping God um, in your writing. Yeah. Well, I'm with you. And I wonder if it's true for everyone or if it is just either those who are more, um, if it's a learning style thing where, you know, or if it's um, people that are, that enjoy writing anyway, if that's it, or if, if it is kind of true for everyone, what I find about journaling is that it slows your thoughts down because, you know, yeah. your thoughts are already going, especially in this day and age, they're, yeah. they're rapid fire. And sometimes I just think in generalities, not even words. I don't even think through the words. I just sometimes throw stuff out to God and it's all a jumble. And I'm like, you'll translate it for me. Right. But, <laughs> and I think that's good. And there's a time for that. And the Bible tells us that when you don't have the words, the spirit knows the spirit intercedes, but there's something about, working through the prayer and actually 
writing the letters, not even typing because there's something different. Typing is good too, because typing does get it out. Mm -hmm. Writing it, it like somehow grounds you and it slows you down enough so that I think we process differently. And like you said, I think sometimes when we do shout out prayers to God, we don't wait for the response. And when you're writing, I think as you're writing, you're all, you're receiving at the same time. It's kind of neat. It's like you're simultaneously uploading and downloading. And Mm -hmm. So I think that's a very, I just wonder for people out there that don't necessarily like to write, if they still feel that writing the prayers or writing down Bible verses Mm -hmm. is therapeutic for them or more effective because it is for me. It is for me. And actually um, I started scripture writing a couple years ago when I I started the Bible journaling is what they call it. And then um, I was in a group and they started scripture writing. So I noticed that too, if, even if I don't pray, write my prayers down, as long as I write a Bible verse down, um, then I would do it. And sometimes uh, I like the version app. So if you don't even yeah. know what verse to write, I just use verse of the day. So um, the, the groups that I'm in, they actually do give you a scripture plan. So they tell you which scriptures to write, which I like. But when I run out of scripture, I just go to the version app. But I, that's one of part of my, um, my uh, commitment that I made to do scripture writing and do the prayer journaling. So talk about the difference, because I actually didn't know that this existed a few, like a year and a half ago, maybe Mm -hmm. the difference between just journaling your prayers. So I I started kind of like you doing like a dear diary and then it morphed from dear diary to, Hey God, this is what's going on. Like I, God became my dear diary. It was dear Mm -hmm. God. That's what I would call maybe prayer journaling where you're journaling Mm -hmm. your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams. Maybe you have a prayer list. Maybe you just kind of verbalize your prayers as you go. What's the difference between that and Bible journaling or scripture journaling? Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, the way I do it, everyone is different. Um, I like when I, when you do the scripture writing. So I actually, I'm going to, can I show you something? Yeah, do it. Actually, I think some people don't even realize that we record video as well as audio and you can go to our YouTube channel to see a lot of our archived episodes on video right now currently we are only offering our most recent video recordings to our patreon community and you'll find out more about patreon later in our episode but for this episode we are making that video public so there is a link in the show notes to our patreon website where we have a public post including the youtube link to this episode and it will really be beneficial i think so yeah let's do it <laughs> perfect so i just did this 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 is um just from like target the little um little notebooks and then oh, the cute yeah so what i started doing was um with the group that i'm in i took i took the calendar and i just kind of wrote all the, the scripture journaling that i wrote so um or the, oh. the scripture that i'm going to write i know my handwriting is sloppy that's but, great <laughs> And then I chose the day. So like with the regular um, daily planner, I just put like says August 30th. because that's when I started it. Mm-hmm. I just kind of decorated um, my little paper. And then I wrote the scripture for the day. And then what I started, which I'm just trying this out. I do it differently at different times. But um, then on another page, I wrote my prayer journal, like my prayer journal of the day. Um, sometimes people use the scripture and then they write down their thoughts of what the scripture meant to them. Mm-hmm. So that is one way. If you're not really into writing the scripture, if you choose a scripture verse, either through you version or through, you know, just opening up. Um, there's plenty of materials out there. You can even Google 
scripture plans um, or daily writing um, for, for Bible writing. Um, but then you would use that verse after writing it and then write down in your in another sheet of paper what God spoke to you about that or what that verse meant to you. Um, sometimes I do that with my, I started that too, like if the verse is relevant for the day, it's like, oh God, you know, thank you for, you know, using the scripture to reinforce, to encourage, mm -hmm. to guide me. Now I know that you are, you know, you're listening to me even through, even through the Bible, you're speaking to me. Um, and, you know, I think that what is really neat about Bible journaling and scripture journaling and prayer journaling is like, like we were talking about different personalities, different mm -hmm. types of people can tailor their journaling to what they like. So if you're an intellectual, you can go get a lexicon and you can like go and write out the different, all the different passages that a certain, you know, do a word study and, you know, maybe it's hope and you write out all the different meanings of hope of that word in that verse, or, you know, you can do all different things or like, I loved how you did some art with your mm -hmm. yep. things and there are kits that you can get now. I mean, there's yeah, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Even, um, I don't even know where I put it, but I actually have a Bible journal, like journal, and then you can open there and then you can choose verses, highlight the verses, decorate the pages. And then they have a slot for either decor decorating or actual journal writing. Um, so I thought that was really neat. But part of the Bible journaling, a lot of it is decoration. So if you're very creative and you like to be crafty, which I like both, you just combine it all together. So it's pretty. So it's a Bible, an actual Bible that you get. Yes, there's oh, actually Bible journaling. I think Illustrated Faith just started open, or I think I just saw that somewhere. The Illustrated Faith just put one in. Um, there's other versions. You can go online and look up Bible journaling. Um, they have creative Bibles, too. They actually have pictures that you could just color if you're into just coloring pictures. So that's pretty right. neat. I mean, that's a way to meditate. You know, I think about I used to back in the days when you had the phone with the curly Q line, you know, and you'd yeah. sit there and talk to your friends. Yep. Um, I would doodle. That was yes. just my mm -hmm. thing. I would do little weird geometric mm -hmm. shapes and boxes yep. and cubes. And yeah. yeah, and it's the same thing, I think, with... Um, with coloring, it's that mm -hmm. same sort of just, but it helps you to just kind of focus and yeah. yeah, that's really neat. Another thing that someone brought up recently, our friend Marcine from the Praying Christian Women community was talking about the soap mm -hmm. journaling. Soap journaling. S-O-A-P. So can you talk, do you know what that is? You can tell us I about do. that too. I, I love that. I knew about that because I actually have a soap journal that someone had given me, but I do not, I think it's in my car. You are the journaling expert. <laughs> this is great. You've got everything. <laughs> so I think if I remember correction correctly, um, soap, the S stands for scripture. Mm -hmm. The O stands for observation. The A is I forgot what A Application. Is. Application. Thank I just you. looked it up. <laughs> and then P is praise. Is that yes. right? Uh, yeah. Prayer. Prayer. That's right. So the scripture, you choose the verse. Sometimes the soap journaling actually have, depending on um, your, or if you buy actual soap journal, mm -hmm. they'll give you the scripture up top. And then you just write, write the, um, the scripture down. And then observation. What did you observe from that scripture? Or kind of like what I did in my journaling, what God spoke to me about application, how are you going to apply it into your life? And then prayer, dear God, um, thank you for, or however way you want to pray. Um, and I think that's, that's my, our youth group or our children's um, pastor gave all our, all the children a couple years ago, little soap journals that they made. Um, my kids haven't been faithful with it. I'm hoping to train them, but, <laughs> but they still, you know, but I, that's how I first learned about the soap journals. 
That's really neat. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think just for them to see you being faithful Mm -hmm. in your own journaling is amazing. Like that Mm -hmm. in itself, even if you don't impart that, I feel like they're going to carry that with them. And Mm -hmm. when the time comes, if it doesn't, not that you shouldn't train them and, and, you know, give them those things. But I think that's really neat that they, Alana was just talking the other day about the importance of letting your kids see you mm-hmm. deep in your faith, that that speaks even more than trying to hammer it into them, especially right. when they're young. It's interesting because I was, after moving, we were going through some boxes and I found a lot of my old prayer journals or mm-hmm. journals. And I'm almost tempted to let my daughter read them only because she's at the age where I kind of started. I'm a little scared to let her know some of my deep, darkest secrets, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm thinking maybe she'll, maybe some of the stuff that I went through as a high schooler, will help her in her walk because I noticed that one thing I started was um, with one of the things I was going through in high school I went through I don't know some kind of emotional breakup I guess you would say Mm -hmm. Um, and I was so frustrated with myself I was in deep depression I was in and I never would have thought of being depressed I just knew that I wasn't my normal self and my mom even one day said you know you need to snap out of it um, because you're not yourself Um, as I would go through the book of Psalms and Psalms is one is one of my favorite um, Bible um, books of the Bible. That if you are depressed, if you are upset, if you are if you just need direction or encouragement, that is the best um, Bible Bible book for me. Um, only because I noticed that David um, in most of the, the Psalms he starts out with frustration, yes. anger, kill them all. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know, kill my enemies and things like that. And so I was like, wow, yes, yes, you know, do this. And then all of a sudden at the very end, he goes, but God, you are sovereign. You are awesome. He always ended either with a praise or Thanksgiving. Um, And so I started using that kind of idea in my scripture journaling, that no matter what I'm going through, no matter how awful my day is, no matter what's going on in my life, I always try to make sure that I end with a Thanksgiving. And that might be another thing. If you're not a good writer, you can always start with just every day writing something that you're thankful for. Mm-hmm. And I know that's also, um, it's, it could be a different topic, but that is something that I, on the days that I don't feel like writing, even the other night, I was like, oh, I'm so tired. I decided to write, you know what? I'm just going to write Thanksgiving, everything that I'm thankful for today. So that was my, just my prayer. Thank you, God, for this. Thank you, God, that I woke up. Thank you for help. Thank you for this. You know, thank you that I got this done. Even it wasn't something I wanted to get done, but I got, you know, baby steps. And just writing that was relief for me that, okay, I'll leave it before I start complaining, <laughs> you know, because sometimes God just wants the Thanksgiving too. So, um, and it was shorter and I could just go to bed easier, but at least I stayed in my commitment to still journal and still thank God for something that happened that day, as well as I kind of cheated on my day because there was a long scripture verse for that day. So I just did the short scripture instead of that one, because that's what I like about your own personal life is that you Mm -hmm. can choose whatever you want. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be exactly the same as what it tells you. It's your own personal life and your own personal walk with God. Yeah. And it's an offering. It's not like you have to do it because you have to do it. You're doing it because you want to, and you're offering it up and saying, this is what I have to give today. This is everything I have to give today, even if it's not everything that was listed and that's okay. And he knows that. And yeah, you know, I think that's really, I love your observation about the Psalms and especially David. We were just talking recently um, on one of our episodes that we recorded 
um, about Jesus and how he, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm -hmm. And how that's in the Psalms. And in that Psalm, I think it might be Psalm 22. I don't remember, but it begins with how forsaken David felt Mm -hmm. and then it continues on and continues on. And then it just ends with like two or three paragraphs of how great God is and how, Mm -hmm. how infinite his mercy. And not only that, but how generations will believe because of this pain, you know, it's just, it's Mm -hmm. amazing. So I love that idea. You know, it's kind of like the same vein as don't let the sun go down on your anger. Don't let the journal close on a negative note. Always. I, I have never thought to do that in my journaling because quite frankly, sometimes Mm -hmm. I started off and I'm forcing the happiness and I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm going to be thankful. And it devolves into a complaint. Complaint. Yep. And if you don't make that intention, I kind of like the idea of be real with God in the beginning and intentionally transform that and take Mm -hmm. the thoughts captive. What a great, what a great idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's pretty, I mean, it's a journal, it's a journey. It really is because I'm not perfect. And I, one thing that I felt God was impressed, impressing on me, is that the right word? Um, A couple months ago was when I was going through some uncertain times with my job and some frustrations and I was actually feeling every single emotion I could think of um and just you know direction god what do I do you know I don't like the way this is going um can you please take me out of it and I felt I was saying not yet even though it was like you make it out I'm like, but I can't get out if god says no mm-hmm. so I know that I have to change my mindset it's like, okay, God, well, if you want me here, then you need to help me. So then I realized that I'm wasting a lot of time sometimes just scrolling through Facebook or doing dolly things or, you know, whatever, and just sitting there. And I'm like, you know what? If I can take 10 minutes or I think 10 minutes to scroll or play a game. That's the thing. <laughs> something, why can't I take 10 minutes out of my day to make sure that I end in you, you know, and, and end with you? And some people write in the mornings. I'm a night owl. Although lately I've been more of a morning owl, just have to get up early. But um, I tend to like to do everything at the end of the day, just because I feel like even though it's my last, I feel like I'm giving him last. But I always start every morning on my way to school with the kids um, is we're going to pray. So every morning we get in the car and we say our prayer for protection for the day, Thanksgiving. So I always feel like at least I'm starting my day with them in the right mindset. And then I end the day personally with him in my, you know, my way of um, spending time with him, whether it's five minutes, sometimes it can be 10 minutes, sometimes it lasts a little longer and my pages end up being like 12 pages long in <laughs> my journaling. But like, okay, I guess I had a lot to say, you know, but. Um, and that's okay. It's when you're on Facebook and you think it's 10 minutes, but it ends mm-hmm. up being an hour. That's not good. But if you're in your prayer journal and it was supposed to be just five minutes and it turns into mm-hmm. an hour, yeah. I think that's a good I'm okay. thing. Absolutely. So, you know, why can't we give God the time that, you know, we, that he deserves um, instead of, so I actually kind of stopped doing Facebook as much as I used to. So I've been, feel like I'm behind in the world in a sense, but at the same time, I've noticed also the difference um, in not getting bombarded with all the craziness and sadness in the world. And I need to be uplifting for my children. And if I'm depressed and I felt myself going down, down, down over the summer, I said, I can't do this. My kids are watching me. 
mm-hmm. you know, and they're getting concerned. Mom, are you okay? And I say, okay, can't do this. God, you got to help me. Yeah. Why and, are you crying every time you look at your phone, mom? Exactly. exactly. Or I would be like, are you kidding me? And they're like, what? <laughs> I go, nothing. And I throw, slam the phone down or cover it up. And they're like, mom, you need to get off Facebook. Right. I'm not on Facebook, you know, <laughs> so, I was on Instagram, you know, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I've been trying to, especially right now with, with COVID and with just everything going on in the world, I need to get myself back with my relationship with God in a closer proximity, not just the everyday normal God, this, you know, thank you, God, you know, and my, but I need to do more of the intimate time with him. And I find that I'm more focused when I do my journaling. Um, I'm not good at Bible studies where, you know, just study the Bible, you know, and read a specific chapter or something like that. I can't, I'm not there yet, even though I know I could do it, but I haven't felt like God telling me that yet more as, you know what, just right now for me, for me and you, let's go back to the scripture writing and through the um, prayer journaling, because I always felt closer when I was, and God speaking to me more when I was that way versus just my everyday God. Okay. Speak to me, God, you know, waiting for him to answer and, but I see him answering more when I'm actually spending and dedicating time with him. And I think that's such a good point because people listening might think, oh my goodness, the way that she does things, she does this so well, or, or, you know, look at how she wrote out everything on her calendar, but that's you, that's how you do it. And And someone else, mm -hmm. yeah, maybe someone else being in a structured Bible study and just using that time of Mm -hmm. Bible study to, to launch your prayers from there is that how they do it. And every single person, needs to know that it is, it's a relationship, it's a journey and it looks different for everybody. And that's good. I and think- we can't be jealous of our friends who are in the situation where you want to be. Cause I have a friend right. um, who's probably going to listen to this later on, but she is awesome at Bible studies. And she would call me and say, Hey, did you know this, this, and she's studying the book of Hebrews, I think. And I'm like, wow, why can't I be dedicated like that? It's like, no, and you know, just right now, just focus on, on where you are now that's the way she can get herself closer to God. That's, you know, that's, that's where she is. And eventually you can get there. But right now, this is where you need to be. Right. And, and someone else is looking at you saying, wow, I can't be more <laughs> like her. Maybe right, even that right. friend, you never know. Right. Yep. <laughs> that's neat. So she's proud of me and I'm proud of her. And, you know, so we've been doing, we've been doing prayer journaling together or Bible journaling, I should say together and the scripture writing together. So we've been trying to be on is accountability partners when it comes to that. Um, We've been bad lately because we've been so busy, but um, I think also having an accountability partner to say, checking in, hey, how's it going? You know, and just say, okay, don't worry about it. Let's just, you know, let's move forward. And she said that to me sometimes. She's like, you know, don't worry about yesterday or two days ago. You know, what about right now? You know, here you can start now. You know, God God forgives and it's more about you. You know, it's, it's time, you know, so that also encourages when she gets behind it. Like, don't forget, you know, what about now? You know, you can always start today. You know, every day is fresh. So. Yeah, absolutely. Have you heard about our Patreon community? Patreon provides a way for listeners like you to partner with us to reach more women with the Praying Christian Women podcast and our other prayer resources. For as little as $1 a month, You'll get exclusive access to video recordings of podcast episodes, including some early access to episodes before they've even been published. You'll also be able to listen to our entire archive of retired episodes of the Prevailing Prayer Podcast, where our podcasting partnership began. 
You'll get sneak peeks of our newest prayer resources, as well as virtual retreats and other audio and video bonuses. To find out more, head over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash partner right now and check it out. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I also think, going back to news, I think, and the way that it's affected me and probably everyone. We've had a lot of bad news. We've had a lot of frustrating news, a lot of sad news, Mm -hmm. just heartbreaking things. I mean, looking at the fires right now, you know, and just there are people hurting Mm -hmm. and just everywhere. And I feel like one of the ways that we can process our emotions, sometimes Mm -hmm. there's a time where you need to step back, but if you really are a person that watches the news every day or reads the paper or has, you know, your, your websites you go to, I think prayer journaling through the headlines is a way or through the things that, that peak your emotions is a great way to feel like you're not out of control. It's a way to feel like I can channel my sadness, my frustration. Mm -hmm. Why is God prompting me to feel Mm -hmm. this way? It's maybe because he's prompting me to pray about it or process it. It's interesting you said that because it just brought me to another thought um, that I started doing pretty much recently, probably in the last couple, several months is whenever you see those. That always breaks my heart. So instead of saying, oh, wow, you know, God, you know, that's awful. It's like, you know what, Lord God, please let those children be found. Give peace to the family if, you know, I said, but, you know, I start praying for these children. And every time I would look and I would see one of the children that were found and safe because I thank you, Lord, for their safety. Thank you, Lord, they were found. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way I started learning how to just change the mindset of the sadness and start praying for those situations. Um, I know I can't do anything. I mean, I can, you know, also help look, but at the same time, I'm all the way in South Florida. Most of the things are all over the states, but at least I know that I feel like I'm doing something. And I literally stop right there and I say out loud, God, please help that child be found if for some reason. I hate to say the word deceased, please let them be found so that way the the parents can be, can bring the person to bring this child to rest or this, and then also, you know, please um, bring justice to the family. Mm-hmm. But I always try to always have a positive note, you know, and then whenever I do see one of those children that I actually prayed for two days later, found safe, I say, right. thank you, Lord, for those. Um, I also started a prayer binder and I with the praying Christian women, um, your prayer, what the, the group that you were in or the, Oh, is it, Oh, the prayer journaling workshop or that one, that one and then the other one, I actually got the illustrated faith binder. Um, and I started writing. So every time I would listen to one of the, the podcasts or the prayer journal, um, the, um, you know, the, the podcast, I would write down notes, take notes on it, but I do have a section, which I started it. Part of my prayer journaling in the past was um, a prayer request journal or prayer request section. So I have a, that I got in a, in a planner one time. Um, it has like a prayer request answered and then, or date answered. 
So oh, I love that. So I, every time I would see something that would prompt my heart, I would always go to my prayer journal. I still do prayer binder. And then I would write on there the, um, the prayer request and I would date it. And then whenever I knew that it was answered, I would write answer date and then the date answered. There's lots of prayers that have been answered. Some of them have not yet been answered or they didn't go the way I thought, but it was one way of saying, okay, I'm taking the negative and I'm writing it down and I'm praying for it. And that way I know that I prayed for it and I can always go back and say, okay, God, these are the prayers that haven't been answered yet. Please take care of these situations. Um, so that I think has helped me, keep, like you said, keep our thoughts organized. It is. Um, and and that's, a, yeah. that's a great way to, because you're expectant in that respect. Mm-hmm. You're like, I'm expecting an answer. I've got a, yeah. I've got a blank space for the date yeah. that that's going to be answered. And mm-hmm. I really like that. My style of journaling has never been, and I've been very bad about it. And probably the last decade, I've been very negligent, like really sporadic with my journaling, but it's always been more conversational. Mm-hmm. So I have to look back. I have to go all the way back to the beginning of the journal and I kind of read back through and then mm-hmm. I take a different color pen and I'll just put a date next to it and put answered or a little blur. Oh, good idea too. But yours is so much easier because mm-hmm. then you can, you know, you've got just the, the cliff notes version. Right, the section notes. The yep, prayer itself. A little, um, what do they call it? Little uh, tab. That says ah, that's so smart. So prayer request. You know, I could. I probably won't show you all of the prayers, but the little card that looks kind of like this. It says, and it has a Bible verse on top. Oh, so that's nice. Say, my prayer, Lord, request, answer. Um, sometimes it'll have a prayer, um, a little. So I kind of like that, and then that way, like you said, I can just go back to this one section and then um, go through it. Now I do also have. Um, so I just thought as I opened it up, I have in my prayer section for family, prayers for family. So I wrote a prayer down for each of my family members, my mom, my dad, my sister, well, my dad is deceased, but my brother, my daughter, my son, my husband, my sister, you know, and every single one of the members of the family, I wrote a prayer. And then as something gets answered in that prayer, I'll go back to that page and I'll pray over it. If another situation pops up with that, with that person, I would go back to that page. Um, so that also helps me keep organized instead of having to go back. But um, I found that easier for me. And I just started that probably last year. That's um, great. What a great idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's really, you know, prayer binders. I kind of got it from, I think, the War Room. Um, I don't know if you ever watched the movie, The War Room. Oh, yeah. One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And that's where I thought about, oh, prayer closet. But I tried having a little prayer closet and it just didn't work. I said, what if I made a prayer closet in a binder? And so I kind of got some of the same ideas and um, I think Anna had something with a prayer binder. I don't know if it was her or somebody else had something about a prayer binder. And I said, I'm going to try that. So I don't always use my prayer binder. I like my journaling better, but sometimes I'll go back to the prayer whenever I'm doing some kind of prayer Bible study or prayer workshop, um, the prayer journaling um, thing that you, you did and Alana did, I would write notes in that. And that way everything's all together with all my prayer journaling um, activities or even just anything about to do with prayer, I would put it in that binder. So I have little like notebooks from Target and I just kind of slide it in there. And it's it helps me keep it kind of organized. Although my, I feel like it's unorganized right now, but at least I have tabs to where I can um, kind of go flip through that. Um, the acts of prayer that you do, 
Um, I actually oh, right. Yeah, I, I forgot about that. I was, I was going to yeah. mention that earlier as another prayer mm-hmm. journaling. If you like doing, like if you need a prompt, then you can do the ACTS method of prayer, which is A-C-T-S, adoration or praise. C is for confession. T is for Thanksgiving. S is for supplication or presenting your request to God. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's all you need to do to start too with prayer journaling. If you don't know where to start, you can always do the ACTS method and start with the, um, with those, um, bullet points, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Um, I even did, um, I think through your thing is the, um, prayer. I did the little, um, acronyms for prayer, praise, repent, adoration, yield, enjoy, request, supplication, needs of others. I think that was from your, from yours. I believe it was, I'm not sure if it was from your, from somewhere else, but, um, that's sometimes I also use, if I don't know what to pray and I get stuck, I'll go to this page and then I'll use that. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, nice. That as a guide to kind of help me. Um, I started my first page with the Lord, the Lord's prayer. So that's kind of where I started um, with my little prayer, prayer binder. But it's kind of, so when you don't know what to do, sometimes I'll just go back to this and then I'll use it. If I don't want to complain or, you know, talk about whatever's going on that day. So there's definitely different methods of praying and prayer journaling. Yeah. And I love the way you put that. You're kind of your war room mm-hmm. in a binder. I, it's, yeah. You can take no, it with no. you anywhere. Right. And I think that started because we, you know, we, we lost our house in 2004, 2014. I don't even know what year it was. It was the same year I lost my house. I lost my dad. Um, I started a new school or a new job. It was chaotic that year. And so after, and I think war room, I don't remember when war room came out, but I knew that we were going to be renting for a while and I didn't know how long. So the last thing I want to do is start decorating a wall and right. And then where are you going to be, you know, so somehow the inspiration, I don't remember how it came up, but I thought, you know what, let me do something travel. And sometimes I'll take, you know, if I go somewhere by myself, I could just take that with me and I'll bring my pens and my decorations and stickers and this little carry thing, carry on. And then um, I'll go wherever I need to go just to, be away from somebody if I just need to go to the park or if I need to go outside um, I just found wherever I could I just just uh, take it all with me instead of having to take the whole room I just take a little section of it that's so, great it's like it being portable but that's just me but I still prefer the shower if I have to for the cries <laughs> of my heart you know no I'll even probably just sit on or sometimes I'll just hide in the in the bathroom like you said just I don't have to go just lock the door and I'll just sit in the corner and I'll just you know in a little ball and it's like okay god just and until i feel the peace or just you know his arms around me then that's when i'll you know i can move on but the like i said for the my quiet times the prayer journaling has helped me a lot and i've actually noticed even my appearance my happiness is mm-hmm. it's almost where it's supposed to be i still have i'm still human <laughs> i still get frustrated things at work still upset me People still upset me, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, God, you're bigger than this. Um, you know, I can't just, you know, I, I don't know. Oh, our message and the pastor mentioned something about, you know, um, uh, what do you say? He said something about sometimes you just have to remember that you're not in control when you start stressing out because you feel like you're in control and you're out of control. But one thing you can rest at night is you're not in control. So before you go to bed and you start thinking of all the craziness, just remember God is in control, not you. And I started putting that in my journaling too. And hey, God, remember, I have to remember you are in control, not me. And um, sometimes I think I really am a control freak. <laughs> and I don't know if it's something that God just revealed to me recently or 
um, or I just never realized it before. But um, I think that's where worry comes in. And sometimes I just have to put my, I've actually done it before where I would just put my worries on paper and crumple it up and throw it away. Some people burn it, you know, I've heard some people say burn it, you know, you're burning it away. But I don't know, there's something about throwing it in the trash that <laughs> makes, I don't know, makes you feel better. Violently throwing it. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Well, and that's a good point that a lot of stress, a lot of worry, a lot of anxiety comes from really the illusion that we're in control and then the reaction when we realize we're not. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's kind of the key. So Mm -hmm. God is the answer to that. And I think journaling can be a huge part of that therapy of bringing our minds under the truth of God, you know, taking those thoughts captive, making them obedient to Christ. And yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I definitely want to talk a little bit about your book. Is there anything else about prayer journaling that you didn't get to that you wanted to share? Um, I think I got the most of it covered. I wrote some notes down, but, um, yeah, I think, I think it's just about better of your heart, you know, and there's no wrong way prayer journal. I you know, I think I learned differently and my, I feel like it's, it's, um, it's gotten better or maybe worse. It depends on how you look at it, but I feel like it's your relationship. It's something personal between you and you can always look back in the future. Um, and in the future, you can always look back on it and, um, see where God has taken you. And I've actually found one of my journals, like I said, and I started looking through it. I go, wow, I went from that to where I am now. Oh, I said I would never do this, and here I am, 20 years later. Wow, I'm actually doing this. This is amazing. If somebody told me, oh, before you graduated from high school, you'd tra- you'd travel to five different countries, you'd be away from home for like six weeks in Brazil. If somebody had told me that when I was 10 years old. I'm like, no, I'm never leaving the house. I'm never leaving, you know, my country. But it's neat to look back, and one day, depending on if God says yes, give it to her. You know, my daughter can see where I've grown and, um, you know, I can share my part, part of my life when I was a teenager or if I'm ever, you know, when I'm older and gone and um, if I have grandchildren, if God doesn't come back before then, um, my kids or my grandchildren will look for it and they can see, um, you know, kind of see something about me and maybe hopefully I can, my life can encourage them and say, you know, yeah, it's not the same 1990s as it is now, but I, the emotions are still the same. Yeah. The struggles are still the same, even Mm -hmm. though the details and the circumstances are a little different. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's it's neat to know that. And I never thought about it when I was actually writing my journal that my daughter one day could read it or my son could one day read it. But I just did it because it was something that I felt comfortable and my mother would always be bothering me. So this is what I just do privately and say, okay, lock the doors or hide in the night, middle of the night with the blanket over my head after everybody was asleep, you know, writing just furiously. You could see the change where I start out really pretty mm-hmm. handwriting and then it gets so sloppy. Yes. And then it goes back to calm down and it's pretty handwriting again. And thank you, God, you know, and I love me, you know, I write my name. Um, so I recognize I, that pattern very well because I am the same way. Yeah. So now I end with thank you, Lord, in your name I pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but I still write, love me, you know. So it's, it's pretty neat. 
That's great. Well, what is the one piece of advice if there's someone out there listening thinking, this is awesome, I'm excited, I want a prayer journal, but I don't even know where to start? What's step one? Get a notebook, a pretty notebook. I think pretty notebooks actually help, but if you don't find a pretty notebook, composition notebook will do. Most everybody has a composition notebook. Dollar Store has composition notebooks. They actually have pretty ones now. Um, And then just date it and just write, thank you, God, and then just let your hand do the rest. Right. sometimes you don't even know it just I sometimes don't even know what's right and I actually have written several times God I don't know what to write God I don't know what to pray God I don't know how to say this you know and then all of a sudden I see the change and then my hand just goes and I have sloppy handwriting again <laughs> so sometimes you just have to put the date on it and then just say thank you God or hey God and then just say my day was you know it's just taking a step and just, I mean, anything, but notebooks definitely, I think a little bit better only because loose leaf paper, then you lose it. And I kind of started out with loose leaf paper mm-hmm. and then you can't find it. And then somehow it messes up and then you can't find which page was first. So <laughs> notebook is definitely better and don't rip it out unless you're going to throw it away. But um, I think that just find something that makes you feel pretty or makes you feel comfortable and just write it. All right. I love it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, before we go, I just would love to share about your new book and what repeat, tell me the title of the book again. I'm um, actually, I have, this is not for resale because this is my editors or my original, um, just, you know, proofread, right. but um, it's called the 10 homeschool secrets, how I survived being homeschooled. I've- I love that. And <laughs> I, I love started- your, go ahead. No, no. I started writing this like many, many, many years ago. And um, finally, I just kept writing and I finished, finally finished it and actually had it written. I had it finished since probably November of last year where I had it already edited, edited, edited it. And um, finally, I just went one more time and proofread it over the summer, proofread it over the summer. And you know what? I'm going to submit it. It probably has some errors in it, but I just knew that if I didn't submit it now, that would probably be another procrastination moment. I didn't catch any. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Did you read it? I did. Yeah, okay. it was great. And I love your cover. I really mm-hmm. do. That is just a really nice cover. And she designed it herself. So yep. that's I even more exciting. It. I was playing around with the title and then I started trying to draw. And it's like, you know what? Schools usually have bells. Like, what if I did something like this? And mm-hmm. then home, you know, you want a little roof. And mm-hmm. I love keys. And secret, keys are always like a secret. Yeah, it's so like a key. I be, and, I, and I looked at secret and I put keys, keys and I tried to figure out, okay, what would be, and I go, Ooh, a T. So it just kind of, I don't know. I just, I fell in love with it and I sent it to an artist. Um, uh, I forget what they called. And then um, she designed it and I loved it right away. And she's like, Oh, perfect. So that is great. Yeah. No, I thought it was a really great picture. I thought it would be amazing. Well, who did you have in mind? Students or parents or both? Um, I started out with students first, but then I thought, you know what? Sometimes parents like to read read what their students are reading because I'm one of those parents right, that I went to read before my child. Although now she's she's way ahead of me in reading, so she's read so many books. Now I'm reading after her. Right, I can't but, keep um, up. <laughs> yeah, I lost track. She she became a bookworm. But um, anyway, uh, I started it as a because I used was one of those kids. I did not want to be homeschooled no social life people in the 80s and 90s said you know once you're homeschooled you're not gonna have a social life and um 
I started hearing more people and meeting more people that were homeschooled. I was like, you know, and they were like, I don't even know what to do. Parents like, I don't even know if I could homeschool. Um, for my master's degree, they would ask topics and you know, you had to, cause I did um, school counseling. And so what I thought was, you know, what if I was a school counselor for homeschoolers? So all my, um, all my assignments or our um, projects were about homeschooling and for the parent, everybody, anyone can do it. Um, anyone can survive. I really kind of changed that. I don't think everyone can do it, but I think if they have the right heart, they really could. Um, I do know that homeschooling is not for every student because some students need more, I don't know, more direction or depending on what they have, um, how, you know, how they learn. Sometimes it's maybe not a good idea, but I think anybody who has a heart to at least try um, I thought this might be good to help encourage the ones that actually have maybe the students that have no choice to be homeschooled just mm -hmm. say, Hey, you know, you can make it work. You, know, you can be encouraged. You can survive. So yeah, that's kind of where I kind of let the, and also let the parents know, Hey, you can give ideas, but Hey parents, if your child comes up with this idea, just know it can work. So. I loved that. It really did. Um, to me, I could definitely see a, student that just found out they're going to be homeschooled mm -hmm. or is just beginning finding a lot of encouragement and hope for and excitement about being mm -hmm. homeschooled through reading it and I came away just feeling um as a parent like it was helpful too and oh, I think that um my favorite part I don't want to give away a whole lot of okay. the book but my favorite part was when you gave some really cool examples of how mm -hmm. you took initiative as a homeschool student mm -hmm. to create some experiences that typically you don't expect homeschool students right. to be able to have on a large mm -hmm. scale. And you made that happen. And, you know, so I'll leave it at that, but there are some really <laughs> neat examples of that. And um, yeah. And I think right now with COVID, I think there are a lot of people, parents and students finding themselves, whether they are willingly in it mm -hmm. or reluctantly in it with their kids learning from home. Either, mm -hmm. you know, I've, I've heard of a couple of my friends that tried what the school district was offering and realized it was going to be a full year of online. And so they've just pulled their kids and decided mm -hmm. to homeschool to right. have a little more control. Right. And um, with that kind of thing, there are probably a lot of first time homeschool parents. Mm -hmm. So I think this is great. So can you tell listeners where they can find your book? Right now I have it on Amazon under the Kindle books, but, um, or Amazon, cause you can get it through Kindle or you can get a paperback copy. Mm -hmm. Um, I have it very, well, inexpensive right now because I feel like it's a small book, but, um, I think through Amazon, if you Google 10 secrets, um, mm -hmm. 10 homeschool secrets. I, I found it really helpful. easily. I just, okay. I, in Amazon, I typed in the title and it popped mm -hmm. right. Well, I think there might've been. Three that came up. I think three first, and then another. Then it finally came up at the bottom. But yeah, this is what it looks like to let you know. Yeah, <laughs> it has a little um, blue, right? Evie Smith. Um, I don't know why I didn't put my first name on it, but I just felt like kind of, I guess they have like a what they call it a pseudo name. I guess I don't know. Yeah. But um, <laughs> so I mean, I don't know why I didn't put my whole name. My brother was like, "Why don't you put your whole name?" He actually wrote a book about prayer. Yes. Um, prayer. Mm -hmm. You need okay. You need to. Let me know about that um, yeah, so that I can the link too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I'd like to look into that too. Yeah, and it's it's more of his experience. What he it starts out very funny because um, he threw a play that he did. I won't spoil it either, but um, I can actually send you the link for, um, after this show. 
Yeah, that'd be great. Podcast. Okay. <laughs> I'm not used to this. So anyway, um, yeah, so it's, it's really funny. Um, and it's very serious. He didn't put prayer journaling in it. I think he mentioned it once, but um, we were supposed to work on it together, but time threw away. So I thought um, we'll just leave it for another book of his, or we can do the mind book. But um, yes, yeah, so um, I have it on their writers. So it's, that's exciting. Yeah. And I didn't know, I always, my brother always said he should write mystery novels, but I felt like I wasn't creative enough, but maybe one day I can just. I still have a, I, I have a science fiction book in, in the, you know, that needs to be dusted off at some point. I've got an idea for a science fiction book and I started writing it. And then as I reread the dialogue, I realized it sounded like a third grader had written the dialogue. The idea, I think the idea is great. Every time I watch a science fiction movie that has elements of it, I think that's Mm -hmm. from my book. I need to publish this book, but I need to become a better fiction writer. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But yeah. it, it is. I love writing and um, I'm excited that you published this book. That is a big accomplishment. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm excited for our listeners to check it out. So yeah. Yep. Well, before we go, how can we pray for you? Um, I'm still leaking, needing direction with job situation, but right now, because my job situation is probably at least for, um, for now um, where I'm supposed to be. Um, just that God will help me get through deadlines, um, make all, meet all my deadlines, I should say, um, without getting into too much stuff, but, um, basically meeting all my deadlines and that God would just give me wisdom on how to handle certain situations. Um, because I kind of feel stuck and I don't want to feel that way. I want to feel like I'm still blessing others and I still want to feel, um, I don't know, encouraged, even though I, I have been feeling a lot better but mostly direction for my job situation. All right. We will do that. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been exciting and it's been a long time coming, but I really believe it's God's perfect timing. So thanks, Elian. God, we just thank you for this opportunity to talk about prayer journaling and homeschooling and just to reflect on all the ways that you are sovereign and that you reveal yourself to us. We thank you for the gift of prayer. And just for that two-way communication that we have, that we can't, we're not just, um, we're not just praying to the sky. We're praying to you, our creator, our father, our loving father, and that we can hear back from you. And that is such a gift, Lord. We just pray that you would help us to be encouraged by that, that we would take time to slow down and just be encouraged by Elian's example and just some of her Um, her advice and her tips for prayer journaling, that this would just help us to take a moment and um, get back into the process of prayer journaling if we've been away from it for a while or start it for the first time. And I just pray for wisdom for each of us to know how to best do that, for the, the discipline to keep it up even when it feels hard, and the grace to not feel like if we don't do it exactly the way we had set out to, um, that, that we don't feel like failures, God, that we know that that you're still there whenever we want to come to you. I lift up Elian to you, and I just thank you for this book that she's written. I pray that you would open doors for it to go out and encourage people, encourage parents and students. Um, Lord, I just pray for her and her job. We just thank you for the provision of that job. I thank you especially just for that confirmation that you have given her that she's where she needs to be right now. Even though it's hard, I know that she hangs on to that with everything that she has, knowing that you're in it, 
that where you have called her, you've equipped her and that where you've equipped her, she is going to succeed. And we just pray that you would give her peace, that you would give her joy in her work, that you would just um, unbind her from areas where she feels bound and restricted, that you would allow her to meet all of the deadlines that she has to make. And that you would help her to just do that in a way that glorifies you and and that she would still feel like she's doing ministry in her job, that Jesus is shining through, that she's sharing her faith in whatever practical or um, any other kind of way that, that she's able to do that, God, and that she would have joy. I just pray that your joy would fill her, would shine through her to the people around her. And that she would be able to just transcend any um, any kind of difficult situations that, that she finds herself in because she knows that you're there with her, God, that you're lifting her up above them. And we just pray for the future, that you would give her clear wisdom of next steps, that when the next right thing comes, that she'll know exactly what it is and she'll know what to do and when to do it. And we just thank you. We just leave that blank space for the day that that prayer is answered. We wait for that to happen, God, and we just know that it will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows. Then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.